1: with Richard Holdridge.
2: And welcome once again to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. I am your host, Richard Holdridge. I am alongside my broadcast partner, Corey Bacon. We are live at Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill Just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill and Christie's Cafe, the Man of the Mirror podcast, and Local Grants Coffee Company. Corey, we're here at Ivy getting ready for the Coach's Show. It's great to have you on the show.
3: Thank you, Richard. So tonight's going to be a great edition of the Coach's Show. And then we're also going to bring in the Columbus State University's coach and seeing exactly where their, their journey is throughout the NCAA tournament.
2: Well, let's talk about the Columbus State Lady Cougars in round three of the NCAA tournament. They're taking on Flagler on Friday at the Walden Soccer Complex at 3 p.m., We need to pack that place. We need to get a bunch of fans out there to support the Lady Cougars. This is the furthest they have gone in the NCAA tournament since 2016. We are going to have the head coach of the Columbus State Lady Cougars on, and and we're going to talk a little bit about the transition from playing collegiate outdoor soccer to the professional indoor game because there are a lot of former Columbus State players that have went on to play for the columbus rapids including two players from last season's team maddie peterson and maddie defranco and we just have some great players like including Olivia gerald bria riancho sydney vadney that have all gone on to play for the columbus rapids that played at columbus state
3: so richard this last weekend you had an opportunity to call this columbus state university a game with warren tell us a little about that
2: it was a moment of a lifetime. I could finally add to my resume that I have called a sporting team from Columbus State University. It's always been a goal of mine. I still want to try to call baseball games. Uh, I know I'm not going to quite take away play by play duties from Scott Miller. He is a legend, a Hall of Fame broadcaster, but I wouldn't mind calling a game right alongside Scott Miller. I know that the basketball season and the baseball season together have a little bit of a transition but i got to know some of the staff from the pbc network and cougar sports tv and uh, i've expressed interest in calling future games for columbus state that sounds terrific so
3: from what you called last weekend richard tell us some players that stood out in your mind as key contributors for the cougars
2: Oh, we've got to start with Rachel Swigart, the second leading goal scorer on the Lady Cougars. That first game on Friday, they were down 2-1 to one at halftime. Rachel Swigart had a hat trick, and the Columbus State Lady Cougars won against North Georgia 4-2. And now, Emma Beto, she is the leading goal scorer on the team. She did have a goal on penalty kicks in that first game, but that second game was absolutely amazing. In the 80th minute, when the score was tied at 0-0, Lauren Barnes got a goal in the back of the net. It was a hook shot. It looked like it was a pass to the middle of the field. I don't think she expected for it to go in, but Columbus State, with 10 minutes left to go, holds on and beats Lenore Ryan 1-0 to advance to the third round of the NCAA tournament. Just exciting and Warren was able to be on the call with myself and it was just an amazing call and Warren did a great job with the goal call and I know that he was excited about that as well
3: so so tell me Richard what is the sentimental value what does this mean to this community for them to really get this far into the tournament express that
2: well, this is the furthest they've been since 2016. We know that the Columbus State Lady Cougars are a good soccer program, but when you get to the NCAA tournament, you're playing 60 of the best teams in Division Two. But the goal is to get to Seattle, to get to Seattle on December the 3rd, and that's what they want to try to do. They do have a chance. They have a chance. to If they beat Flagler, they're going to be hosting a quarterfinal game just based on their seedings. They were ranked third in the country. And so Columbus State is looking to advance even further, and we expect to have a big crowd Friday afternoon at the Walden Soccer Complex. But, you know, we have a busy Friday afternoon because I'm going to try to be in attendance. Their regular announcer is going to be back calling those games. But, Corey, just to segue to the announcement that I want to make on this show, we have been selected to fill in on 95.7 ESPN radio for legendary broadcaster Carlos Williams and his sidekick Jonathan Rivers. Uh, they're not going to be able to call the playoff game this Friday night between Northside and Warner Robbins, and they have asked us to fill in once again. And this is going to be the first time they're gonna, I'm going to be calling a game, and I feel you feel the same way, at Kinnett Stadium, which is very sentimental to me because. This is the football stadium where I live about 10 minutes away, and and it's just a great venue to call a game.
3: It should be a great game for us to call. It's pretty amazing that they're giving us the opportunity to do this. Grateful for every single opportunity to especially call a playoff game at this magnitude in this season. And to call it with you, Richard, always a pleasure.
2: I've always enjoyed our segments uh, here on the podcast. You've been uh, my co-host for about two months now. We're bringing a lot of talent from the Chattahoochee Valley on the podcast. We had an amazing show, the three of us, yesterday. WRBL's sports director, Jack Patterson, was on. I had DJ Jones on earlier this week. I uh, expect to have Thrift Berenger on as uh, we are going to preview some of the high school playoffs. Uh, Justin Dale has always been a great guest as my weekly uh, contributor. And then I'm hoping to get some River Dragons on on tomorrow's show. Alex Storjehan, the leading goal scorer for the Columbus River Dragons, and Jay Krupp, who's been on a couple of times. And uh, they've agreed to come on and talk about just an incredible season that the Columbus River Dragons are having as they are the right now the second best team in the Federal Prospects Hockey League as they took it to the defending Commissioner Cup champion Watertown Wolves over the weekend in dramatic fashion, beating them six to two and two to nothing. And have yourself a weekend, Jay. Jay Krupp scored three goals over the weekend.
3: So tell us, Richard, tell us exactly what Scott Brand has been doing for this ball club this season and what he plans to do through the future of this Riven Dragons
2: team. I don't know what Scott Brand is doing, but he is a genius of a general manager. First of all, bringing over a veteran NHL play-by-play announcer in Tom Callahan to call River Dragons games is incredible. I listened to Tom Callahan on the broadcast, and he did a phenomenal job. And it's always great when you go to a River Dragons game that you're getting a great product. I mean, they have a huge fan base. Uh, Sometimes fights will break out. I mean, that's just part of minor league hockey. But the Columbus River Dragons are looking to avenge their Commissioner's Cup loss in double overtime to the Watertown Wolves last year, and they don't skip a beat. I know they lost a lot of players on last year's team, to include Jagger Williamson, but they still have Austin Doe, the leading assist leader, Alex Storjahan, and the savvy veteran who has championship experience, Jay Krupp. He won a Commissioner's Cup with Carolina in 2019, and he won an Ignite Cup with the Columbus River Dragons in 2021. And really, you're as good as your goaltender. Having Bailey McBurney back in the net is huge for the Columbus River Dragons, and they've they've got a big series this weekend against the Port Huron Prowlers. And so we expect a lot of people out at the Columbus Civic Center this weekend. And uh, I just got to say, go Dragons. A little bit more
3: about the the goalie play. So when you're typically having a goalkeeper that gets 80% of their saves made at a time is generally where it transitions into wins. If you're able to do that, that's a great stat. At any level, that's going to be pivotal for the River Dragons.
2: All right, we are moments away from the Off the Walls Coaches Show as we will interview the Columbus State women's soccer coach, Jay Intledge. Hopefully I'm getting that name right. And uh, we're also going to interview uh, Warren once again. We had him on the show uh, last week. And uh, I really am excited and I'm anticipating the new schedule comes out. I mean, it will come out eventually this month. I'm excited to see when that first game is. Hopefully, it's against the Memphis Americans. That is our fiercest rival. They are the defending NISL champions for the women. For the men, they are the runners-up. So that is always a fierce rivalry. And I'm really looking forward to seeing those brand-new teams in the NISL as well, the Tampa Bay Strikers and the Central Florida Crusaders.
3: Absolutely, Richard. So we're going to be having this Off the Walls podcast starting right after this Don't miss out.
2: We'll be back. Welcome to Off the Walls. We are live here at Ivy Park. I am Richard Holdridge, the voice of the Columbus Rapids, alongside my broadcast partner, Corey Bank. And we have just a jam-packed show for you tonight. I hope that we can get all the people that are here at Ivy just involved in Columbus Rapids soccer. It's a great time to be a soccer fan here in the Chattahoochee Valley. I'm just looking forward to a great show. Our first guest... Is the Columbus State women's soccer coach Jay Itledge. and uh, I'm just glad that you're on because uh, you're right now you're you're in a little tournament. Uh, it's just called the NCAA Division II tournament. Uh, welcome to the show, Coach.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. This is this is awesome.
2: I really have the privilege to uh, call the first two games of the first round of the playoffs with Warren, our general manager. Uh, let's talk about that first game on Friday, Veterans Day, taking on. Uh, Division foe, uh, North Georgia, the Skyhawks, they took a 2-1 lead at half. Uh, but Rachel Swigart, my goodness, a hat trick. You guys were able to get the victory against North Georgia 4-2. Now Sunday's game against Lenore Ryan in the 80th minute, what was going through your mind when Lauren Barnes got that goal to make it one nothing?
0: Well, to be honest, I was thankful. It happened a little bit later, to be honest, because uh, if we had scored earlier, we had to hang on for dear life. So uh, it, it was really cool. It was powerful. And I'm, I'm super happy for Lauren because uh, as a sophomore, she hasn't had the season that she felt, uh, you know, coming off of a really, really good campaign her freshman year. And, uh, you know, she had the energy. She she played probably the best game of, of this season for her and uh, was rewarded. She's Done a lot in training, and uh, and hit that same shot in training like like Saturday about four or five times. So it's really cool,
2: Coach. You move on to the third round of the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2016. You're taking on Flagler this Friday afternoon at the Walden Soccer Complex. We've got to get as many soccer fans out there to pack that place. Flagler won the Peach Belt Conference, but you get to play them because of your regular season record of being ranked third in the country you get to host this game but you got to get the win against flagler Uh, this is the team that uh, knocked out columbus state in the second round of the playoffs last season Uh, really this has just been columbus state's achilles heel this flagler college uh, team is very talented but uh, you have just great players on your team including emma Beto, the leading goal scorer rachel uh, swigart we talked about has had a great season as well But, Coach, I'm really looking forward to that game Friday at the Walden Soccer Complex.
0: No, for sure. Uh, you know, we're super happy that we get the opportunity to play at home, and uh, we, we are definitely better at home uh, with, with the crowd support. Um, it is a 3 o'clock game on Friday. I know it's tough for folks to get to, but uh, certainly um, we appreciate uh, our, our fans. They've been amazing this year. Um, uh, it's great because a lot of them not only come to our games but come to your Rapids games as well. We, we, we share the community support, and, uh, you know, I'm sure a lot of the rapids players will be there as well because a lot of them have played at columbus state and um and it's just been really cool to have them still in town continuing their career but uh you know a, a lot of folks just come to our games and it's just great support
2: well coach let's talk about that partnership with the columbus rapids the indoor soccer team here in the city of columbus columbus state has had a lot of former players go on to play for the columbus rapids including the player behind us has got her jersey right here at Ivy, Olivia Jarrell, probably one of the greatest players to ever come out of Columbus State. The Peach Belt Conference Player of the Year had 71 goals during her collegiate career, and she won the NISL MVP last season, and they're really making the transition. Other great players came from Columbus State, including Sydney Vadney, Bria Riancho, Maddie Peterson, Maddie DeFranco, who were both on the Columbus State soccer team last season. So it's a great partnership, but moving forward, having the Rapids in this community, what does that mean to your players, knowing that they can play for the Rapids once their uh, uh, collegiate career is over?
0: No, it's been awesome. I, I mean, just it, it helps with our recruiting, honestly, because we're able to bring the, these tremendous student-athletes in as you know juniors and seniors in
2: high school. So would it be safe to say, Coach, that Columbus State University is the unofficial farm system for the Columbus Rapids. Uh,
0: I mean, I, I would love for that to be uh, be the truth, um, but I, you know, I don't want to take all the credit. I think uh, there are some other players that played at other universities that uh, certainly have represented the Rapids as well. But for sure, uh, we'd be more than happy to uh, continue to produce players that stick around and, and compete for you all. It's been awesome.
2: And one thing about being the play-by-play announcer for the Columbus Rapids, the outdoor game is so much different than the indoor game. Uh, that was the first time since college that I called an outdoor soccer game at the collegiate level, and uh, the field is twice as long. You have throw-ins, just the the endurance of the players just running down the field. I know that the, the conditioning is a lot different in the indoor game compared to the outdoor game, but do you have players that, Do they train just in the outdoor game or do they also uh, train indoor as well?
0: I think mainly it's, it's outdoor. Um, you you know, you probably look at a a GPS on a a player playing for our team and depending on position, they could run anywhere from six to eight miles. Whereas indoor it's, it's short sprints and they're in and out in, in typically about a minute to a minute and a half intervals. Uh, and then they go about a two minute rest and they're back in. But, um, no, it's, it's, it's different. Uh, you know, I got drafted back in, in 1994, of Baltimore Spirit, and uh, I ended up not playing because my I was a little bit better at the outdoor game, so I traveled over to England and played in Middlesbrough. But um, I, I wish I would have given it a go and, and tried the indoor game, but it's definitely a different game.
2: Will, Coach, um, I know this is a big time in our country, especially for soccer. We are less than a week away from the World Cup. And we're going to have a watch party here at Ivy on Monday. The United States will take on Wales. That first game is actually Sunday. The host country, Qatar, taking on Ecuador. France won this thing in 2018. Uh, Germany won it in 2014. Spain won it in 2010. Brazil has not won this thing since 2002. Is this going to be Brazil's year because Myanmar is playing in his last World Cup?
0: Gosh, it's it's hard. I, I honestly don't follow the men's game as much as I do the women's game. If we, if we can definitely talk well, about they are playing in twenty twenty three. They're playing in twenty twenty three. Um it, To be honest, I, I think at this point uh, on the men's side, it's it's really anyone's game, just because of. Uh, this is like in the middle of a lot of their club seasons. So the amount of injuries that have piled up that have held some of these like marquee players out of this World Cup I think is going to impact the overall World Cup.
2: Coach, good luck against Flagler on Friday afternoon at the Walden Soccer Complex. Hopefully we'll have a lot of fans out there to support the Lady Cougars. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you at some Rapids games and and, uh, definitely uh, we'll be scouting to try to make sure that the next – Columbus Rapids player that that comes from your uh, team right now.
0: Awesome. Looking forward to it. All
2: right. Thanks, Coach. That was Columbus State women's soccer coach Jay Itledge. We will be back with Josh O'Neill. He is going to be on the show talking a little bit about Hydra Life. Uh, It is a uh, sponsor, big sponsor of the Columbus Rapids, Uh, talking about uh, conditioning and and healing uh, when it comes to the physicality of the indoor game. And I gotta tell you, and uh, this is my broadcast partner over here, Corey Bank, as he is going to be joining me on the Rapids broadcast. Corey, great interview with the Columbus State soccer coach. Um, I tell you, I'm just excited, not only about Columbus State women's soccer, but about the opening season in year two for the Columbus Rapids in the NISL.
3: Absolutely, Richard. So it's going to be a great season going along for this Columbus Rapids team. We should see a lot of talented play going on, and onward and upward.
2: We are live at Ivy Park Sports Grill. Uh, This is uh, where we're going to be every Tuesday night from uh, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I'm super excited just about not only the Columbus Rapids, but those World Cup watch parties, not only at Ivy, but at Agave and at El Carrizo. And uh, we should know when the next game is going to be for the Columbus Rapids. The schedule has not come out yet in the NISL. We do know there are going to be five teams in the NISL, including two brand-new teams, the Tampa Bay Strikers and the Central Florida Crusaders. So what we are going to do, we want to try to get our next guest on. He is Josh O'Neill. He is actually going to be on the show talking about Hydralife Life and what they do as far as conditioning for the Columbus Rapids. It should be a great interview. We will have them on shortly, Corey. But uh, I tell you, I mean, Rapid soccer is is on its way. I mean, it's it's close. I mean, we know that the season is going to start in December, and uh, I can't wait. I mean, if year one was as exciting as it was, this is going to be even better.
3: It truly is, and it's going to be an incredible experience to call these games with you throughout the year. Uh, Honestly, going to be learning a lot more about the game, and what better way to do it?
1: All
2: right, who's ready for some rapids trivia? Anybody want to play some rapids trivia? We are ready. I know Warren says we're ready. ready. We are. We are ready. Okay. I got a. I got a pretty good question for you. So I just need you to answer this question. Who was the leading assist leader? Not goals. Leading assist leader for the Columbus Rapids last season. Can anybody answer who the leading assist leader is? And I'm actually pulling up the Rapids website. For the women's team. For the women's team. Yes, my bad. For the women's team. Thank you, Lee. For the women's team. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the leading. We did. So, Last week, we did the leading goal scorer for the men and women's team. We're going to go ahead and do the leading assist leader for the men and the women's team. Does anybody have any guess out there? If you don't, I actually have the answer in front of me. Anybody? All right. So the leading assist leader on the team is Columbus's own Brianna Conley. She led the team with nine assists. She's currently a freshman at Georgia Southern. And this was just an incredible player for the Rapids last year because not only was she a senior at Northside, she scored five goals one time at Northside on senior night. And then she played for the Columbus Rapids. She was second on the team in points with six goals and nine assists. And she was a very dynamic player that set up her teammates very well, especially Olivia Gerald and Casey Hall, who were just the offensive firepower for the Columbus Rapids. And uh, because she is unfortunately playing for Georgia Southern this year, we will not see her in a Rapids uniform. But, you know, she definitely was one of the biggest stars on the team last year. That is definitely
3: true. So at this point – We are definitely carrying on with a great season ahead of us, and we're going to learn more. All
2: right. So the leading assist leader for the men's team, I know that we had uh, Brandon Cervantes was uh, the leading goal scorer on the team last year. That was one of the questions. Can anybody answer this question? Who is the leading assist leader on the Columbus Rapids? And the answer is Brandon Cervantes. He was the leading goal scorer and the leading assist leader, the amateur from Point University, and he is coming back to the team. I'm excited about Brandon Cervantes returning to the Rapids for year two. A great guy, always just a dynamic player, and really an approachable guy. He and his teammates would come to this spot after the game and just – Hang out with you guys, you know, because the Rapids team just enjoyed coming to Ivy and just hanging out with Boogs and with Mike and with Lee and with with all the people that have been, you know, part of this Rapids family. So, yes, leading assist leader with six assists. And I know that Point University just wrapped up their uh, season. I know they're making that transition from the outdoor game to the indoor game. And it should be a lot of fun. So right now we're going to go ahead and get uh, if he's ready, Josh O'Neill on the show. Really excited to talk about this. Talk about this guy, Corey. Um, I'm really excited to uh, have Josh O'Neill on the show to talk about hydro life, uh, hydro life, therapy. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead and have a seat. We're we're really excited to have you here on the show. First of all, don't be welcome. too excited. I'll slowly,
4: slowly let you down.
2: Don't well, first excited. of all, we're, we're excited that you are a, a sponsor of the Columbus Rapids. But yes, tell sir. us a little bit about what you guys are going to offer to the team and uh, what service you provide for the Columbus Rapids as a sponsor.
4: So we offer IV therapy. We offer compression therapy and also cryotherapy. So those three things are all located within our store uh, in Old Town right down the road here. 3501 Masculine. Um, So if you came in for athletic recovery, because that's what it's all based out of, a lot of people think of IV therapy as your hangover remedies. You know, you go to Vegas, you go to California, a place like that, you see the IV stores everywhere. Um, And because that's where it kind of is geared towards is is the hangover recovery. What uh, HydroLive tends to do and wants to do is gear more towards athletic recovery. So we're able to offer, say, Toradol. It's an anti-inflammatory um, and, uh, and a pain reliever. So for athletes, with Toradol, with amino acids uh, that helps with muscle recovery, with glutathione, that's a mas- master antioxidant, um, we're able to offer what we call the beast mode. That's one of our IV therapy cocktails. So, of course, players coming in, pre-workout or post-workout, um, they're able to come in, say, before a game, and and do an IV. While they're doing an IV therapy treatment, which lasts about 30 minutes, they're doing compression therapy. So, Normatec compression therapy, um, is it, it's a sleeve that fits on your leg. It helps with circulation, blood flow. And if you have edema in your feet and ankles, um, it helps to kind of knead that, that, uh, that edema, that fluid that builds up in your feet and ankles and in your, in your calves. It helps knead it back up so your body can process it. Um, so it, that's a part of that athletic recovery, the muscle recovery part of um. <clears throat> And then uh, cryotherapy. It's minus 150, 180 degrees. Um, I'd love to play the three-minute clip that Warren uh, when Warren, the general manager for the for the Rapids, came into our store and did cryotherapy. I've never heard someone yell so so loud down the hallways. Uh, it was pretty entertaining.
2: Well, I mean, I've heard Warren do a goal call against uh, yeah. Columbus State. I mean, that, was it like that? It's exactly <laughs> what it sounded like. Corey, you have a question?
3: So explain to us what your partnership is with the Columbus Rapids.
4: Oh, sorry. Yes. Um. So we're able to offer as a sponsor, um, you know, IV therapy for the players. So they're coming in and, um, and doing say the beast mode, you know, if they want that tortol, glutathione, amino acids, um, then, then they're able to come in, they're doing compression therapy and then of course, cryotherapy. Um, so yeah, so we're there, we're their athletic recovery, uh, module, I guess.
2: Oh, I love it, especially with the indoor game being as physical as it is. I know that injuries can keep a player sidelined, especially on these long road trips. We don't have the schedule just yet, but I'm anticipating a trip down to Florida taking on Tampa Bay and uh, Central Florida. I was about to say Orlando, but Central Florida. And I know that the big thing is on road games is like people just trying to recover from their injuries and not fielding a team like to their full capability i mean there were some road trips where we had five to seven players but uh, we're trying to get everybody back in the game and that is the key and we really appreciate what you are doing as far as a recovery for these players if they do happen to get injuries during the game
4: well and you think about it how many players do you see on the sidelines that are cramping you know having to come out of the game because they're cramping a lot of that cramping is due to being dehydrated. So, along with the medications or vitamins or supplements that we're able to offer, <clears throat> we're also, you know, providing their body with a thousand milliliters of fluid. So, as a pre-game, you know, before the game, the, they're they're able to to get that IV. And the thing about IV is that instead of your body having a filter, uh, you know, let's say a medication that you take a pill by by mouth. Your body's going to filter it through your liver, through your kidneys. Um, what we're able to do with IV is that it gets straight to the, the vessel, right? So it's able to take it wherever it needs to in the body so that your body doesn't – it does it's not filtered. By the time you take something orally, you know, it's only a percentage of what it was when it first started by the time it gets to where it needs to go, unless you're doing it intravenously. Cool. Sure.
3: So – so long term, what do you hope to get out of this partnership with the Columbus Rapids, and how far do you think this is going to go?
4: What do you think, Warren? Too soon to tell. We just, uh, we just, uh, the the ink hasn't uh, hasn't dried yet. So, you know, I'm excited to learn more, honestly, about you know Columbus Rapids. I'm I'm excited to go to a game. I haven't been to a game yet. Um, we just, uh, you know, my my. The the most that I know about soccer is is kind of you know coaching my my son's uh, six through eight year old team in, in Lagrange. So um, I think I think long term, um, you know what would, what would be a beautiful thing is if we have a nurse that's able to travel to the team. I mean, if you're looking at it five ten years down the road, that would be a really cool thing if we can kind of work out logistics on something like that. So I don't know I don't know, but that might be getting the 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 horse ahead of the cart there i don't know
2: well josh we really appreciate you being here on the show just talking about Life, and we're really looking forward to seeing you out at some rapids games and and we're really excited just about the partnership uh, between Life and the columbus rapids and we're look just looking forward to here too
4: i'll send you that video of warren and the cry oh i gotta see that oh absolutely we've got to
2: see that video (laughs) (laughs) all right right, thanks guys yeah absolutely that was josh o'neill Uh, here to talk about Hydro Life. And uh, actually, that's a great segue because our next guest is Warren. Uh, We're actually going to talk about that video. I'm just kidding. No, Warren is going to be on to talk about Concord Concord Fire uh, FC, the club team here in Columbus. And uh, they are doing some great works. The Concord Fire South is uh, the, the football team here in Columbus, and they are in a tournament. Warren is going to be on shortly to talk about that tournament. You know, uh, soccer is, is the world's most popular sport. we got a World Cup coming up in less than a week. And so when I think about soccer, I think about all the kids that play in these leagues. I know my youngest wants to play soccer because her friend at school is playing soccer. Uh, I see Concord Fire South jerseys everywhere in Columbus. This is the club team. A lot of Rapids players are involved with Concord Fire South. And so let's get Warren here on the show. Great to have you back. Warren, it was nice calling that game with you up at uh, the Walden Soccer Complex. Great having you back on. Just here to talk about this incredible club team out of Columbus, which a lot of development between Concord Fire South and the Columbus Rapids takes place because a lot of these players that are local to Columbus have played for this club team. I know that we've had the the previous club team, the Columbus Red Star, which uh, head coach uh, Eddie Miranda played for when he was coaching for the Columbus Rapids men's team last season. But Concord, Concord Fire South, uh, what do they got going on, Warren? I mean, they, this is just an incredible club team. Now just uh, Just tell the audience a little bit about what's going on.
1: Yeah, so I was um, I was fortunate to be one of the coaches director at Com- at Concord Fire um, last year. Uh, when I got the position here at the Rapids, I gave up that position. Um, and so, one of our partnerships with the Rapids is that we run soccer tournaments uh, around the country, and this will be our first tournament that we run for Concord um, this season. Um, basically. This will be the biggest tournament that Concord has put on. Previously Red Star, now Concord. We have 165 teams out there in Columbus. Pretty much the most teams that can fit these 11 fields. Um, Next year, we're looking to work with the city of Columbus to try to get their softball fields, which we can take this tournament from 165 to over 225 teams. Uh, We've basically booked out every hotel in Columbus for this tournament. So this allows pretty much everyone from around the south, southeast, to come here to Columbus, play our local teams, get to experience the Columbus fan base, get to experience Columbus hotels, get to experience our restaurants here in Columbus, so it's bringing everyone from outside Columbus into Columbus um, to experience that excellent, well-being, friendly nature of Columbus, Georgia and this is
2: the Columbus Challenge Cup it will take place on November the 19th at the Woodruff Farm Soccer Complex one of the largest soccer complexes in the south and they have 11 full size fields every time i drive by it i just want to go out there and just play a pickup game of soccer i mean they they have enough fields to do that i mean it's incredible a lot of leagues here in Columbus actually play their soccer uh, there as well and i'm just looking forward to it it's just a great tournament and also it gives the city exposure to the outdoor game as we get prepared for the indoor game coming up. And uh, what are you really expecting to see as far as and what are the, the age groups that we're going to see during this uh, tournament?
1: Yeah, so this runs everywhere from under 7, which is really 6-year-olds all the way through to 18-year-olds. So this this is the full gamut of players from youth to really those players we're looking at selecting to come to the Rapids. So it's another opportunity, just like Columbus State University with Jay. We have a great partnership with them. Um, Olivia Gerald and all our superstars come from Columbus State. Same thing. This is another great opportunity to recruit, get the players to learn about uh, Columbus Rapids. We'll be partnering with Concord to host this tournament so they get to meet us. We get an opportunity to invite every single player who's playing in this tournament to our first home game. So every single player that participates in this tournament will be hopefully joining us for our first home game at the Rapids. Um, A lot of the local teams that are playing in this tournament are also from Columbus. So again, it gets us out into the community. We're big on collaboration, big on partnerships. So that's one of our main focus points with the Rapids was how can we collaborate and partner with the local community and teams. So this is... This is another part that the Rapids is out there, out in the community, meeting every single soccer player literally in Columbus this coming weekend. So all the ages from 5 to, you know, 18 years old.
2: And this tournament is kicking off 8 o'clock in the morning at the Woodruff Soccer Complex.
3: So, Warren, tell us a little bit about the development process. What do these kids learn going all the way up from, you said, 6 all the way up to 18? What are the things that they're learning as they're going up in their soccer uh, stardom, going all the way through in all the age groups?
1: Yeah, so in the, um, in the youth programs, Concord being a proud example, is one of our partners. Um, so they have professional coaches that have the licensing, have the experience. Um, we also partner with Auburn Thunder. Um, again, they got professional coaches, professional staff that teaches them how to play the right way. Um, you got Smith Station as well, Jarrett, he was one of our staff, still is one of our staff here at the Rapids. Again, does the right thing with all these players developmentally. So, again, it gives them an opportunity that hopefully when they turn 18, they either go play with Jay in college or they select a college and they have an opportunity to play with us as well. So that's that's why these, these youthful players go and play in these elite teams, uh, just for the professional coaches and the opportunity to get developed technically the right way from the younger ages and people are like well how can you train a six-year-old technically and it's like this is where you start doing it and you make it fun because a lot of some some other clubs maybe coaching <coughs> these players don't make it fun and players leave you know at the age of 11 which is what players are most of the players in the U.S. now are leaving at that young age just because they don't make it fun so that's one of the key to development is all these clubs around Columbus being Auburn Thunder, Smith Station, Opelika, Concord. The emphasis is fun um, while developing their players.
2: Alright, so with this tournament going on, how can somebody that is wanting to get familiarized with soccer uh, apply to actually be a part of next season in uh, Concord Fire?
1: Yeah, so with all these clubs, whether it be Concord or Thunder, um, Smith Station, um, the best way to go is just figure out which club is closest to your region, in your area, see what um, teams they have and different levels. Concord at the moment has the highest level of teams that you can play for in the south um, if you're not going to Atlanta. So you just got to figure out what level you're at as a player and select that club that you want to try out for. And then basically everyone's having their mini tryouts now for the spring. So many teams are chosen but there's always opportunities to go and try out for teams, um, normally at the end of winter, starting um, in the spring season. So, basically, you just go and reach out to the directors and you just go try out for the team. And um, like most of these clubs, they have different levels specific for your development. So. Same as our tournament, we've got different levels, so your team doesn't get play against a superstar team if you're not developmentally ready and appropriate for that level. Same with these triads, they'll place you on a team that's ready at, at the level of your technical and tactical development
2: And what about these local high schools here in Columbus? We've had some high school stars, including Braden Wood playing for St. Ampicelli. We've had Brianna Conley playing for Northside. When you get up to high school, when you're playing in these leagues, when you get into the the 16 and under and the 18 and under, uh, does it conflict with high school soccer, or do the seasons kind of offset each other?
1: Yeah, when you're going into the high school season, you can't really play club anymore. So you get to choose either you're playing high school or you play club. Um, some of the things that's, that's changed over the years is that the clubs and the high schools are working together more. Um, just because you're working with the same athletes, and you don't want to, you don't want to outwork your athletes. You don't want to get them injured, but just overworking them. So, collaboration again is the key word that you know Columbus Rapids thrives on. And it's the same with the schools and the clubs: is that they're not burning out players by playing them high school and club, which is a great thing because. Sometimes too much soccer is a bad thing. Uh, rest and going to Hydro Life and getting treatment is as important as just playing the game. So that's something that the clubs have worked well with with the high schools is preparation, rest, um, and making certain that they speak to each other. Because sometimes you'll get a high school coach that'll be like, well, we're the high school now. We'll do whatever we want to do where you don't need to get your player fit anymore. They've just come from the club season. They're super fit. So basically the head coach from Concord would go speak to Glenwood and say, hey, because Eddie coaches at Glenwood, and be like, hey, Eddie, you know, most of the players play for Concord from his team, so he knows what they need. He knows they don't need any fitness, so then he would just speak to the coach and they'd work on tactical stuff. So that, again, helps the development and advancing that player and not killing the player and hurting them and getting them injured. Corey?
3: Now, throughout this program, do you ever have anyone in your players, let's say they have a clinic, go out and try to teach these kids the fundamentals of the game?
1: Yeah, great question. That's, that's part of our, our outreach program. So most of our players at the moment have just finished their season. We have players in college from Point, Clayton State, Columbus State, um, a lot of local universities. Um, basically, now they're finishing their season, starting the Rapids, and this is where we would go now and offer clinics, camps. Uh, we do summer camps as well. We'll do winter camps where they will go out in the community and do private training, individual camps with teams. Um, so we get a lot of people coming to us as the professional team in the south and saying, hey, w- where can a kid get extra training? And so we'd pass him on to either our goalkeeper or our defender. All these specific players can help those players with their specific position. So we offer individual training as well from the Rapids um, to help those players advance.
2: I got to tell you, I appreciate uh, just all the knowledge of uh, just these youth soccer programs and and what the Rapids do just to help develop these soccer players—it's just been a pleasure just having you on talking about that.
1: For sure, thanks, Richard. We will see you Friday when we announce again. Hopefully, we can. Wow,
2: that—that that just bombshell! Woo! <laughs> I actually I did plan on going Friday just to, in attendance. But uh, I am honored to announce another game with you. I had a blast calling those games. That oh, um, one
1: shout is loud. I'll, I'll try to keep it back.
2: Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll try to keep it on the, on, on the down Yeah, line. I still haven't uh,
1: heard it. Got, no, like whole oh, goal your, thing.
2: your goal was amazing. Actually, I played it on the, the Peach Belt uh, broadcast network. Oh, and, you did? And it some of like uh, some of the local, like Rex Castillo from WRBL, has shared it on his uh, oh, Twitter really? page. It, it's an amazing goal call. you got to check it out. Um, but, yeah. Corey and I are going to have a busy Friday as well, calling a high school football game. For but sure. uh, I definitely am looking forward to a uh, game, the round three of the NCAA tournament with Columbus State Lady Cougars taking on Flagler. we oh, got to get Flagler. this victory, Warren. Oh. Flagler, is, Flagler has been a thorn in Columbus State's side. You know, winning the Peach Belt. Yeah. They tied in the regular season. They knocked them out of the NCAA tournament last year. But I'll tell you, I'm really looking forward to just that game Friday at the Walden Soccer Complex.
1: It'll be fun. I appreciate you guys and all you do, man. All
2: right, thanks, Warren. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Warren. That was the general manager of your Columbus Rapids, Warren. and I can never pronounce his last name, but we'll we'll get his last name right once we get you back on the show more and more. So far, so good, Corey. Great show, but this is the time of the show where we are going to talk about the rules of indoor soccer. A lot of you are familiar with the outdoor game as that's what I was familiar with before I became the voice of the Columbus Rapids. And so I had to learn the indoor game as much as possible because we're all used to the outdoor game. But if you look at the indoor game, it's a lot more fast-paced. It's a lot more high scoring. You're going to see a lot more goals in the, the fives, the six, the sevens. But the key thing about the indoor game, Corey, uh, what are some of the rules compared to indoor and outdoor? That's that's obviously different right across the board that you could tell right away. This is indoor soccer. This is not outdoor soccer.
3: Well, there is three. Well, there's three minute intervals in between the first and second quarters, and between the third and fourth quarters. So there's a 12 minute halftime, and the clock stops. When a goal is scored, so when the ball leaves the playing area or when there is a penalty kick, the penalty call for yellow, this is a violation, the official timeout, or any whistle by the referee. The clock restarts with the official's hand signal and the playing of the ball.
2: And One thing I've noticed about the indoor game is uh Obviously, there's no out of bounds. Well, obviously, if it goes over the wall, then it is out of bounds, and it'll be a free kick right there on on the output. The players can actually play off the wall. You see a lot of rebounds where they actually pass the ball to themselves. That's actually a very popular move on a breakaway when you're trying to get a counter. And then you also have the three line rule. So on the field for indoor soccer, you have the two lines, and so. If you look at the field, so the field is 200 feet long, 85 feet wide. If anybody on the goal side of the the yellow line passes the ball, if the ball does not land between the center line and the yellow line, it is called a three-line rule, which means the ball comes all the way back and it is a free kick at the top of the arc. That is huge because those free kicks at the top of the arc, that's usually how teams score goals on set pieces. They practice this all the time. Now, in year one, the turf wasn't quite ready at the Columbus Civic Center, so a lot of these players that are trying to get familiar with the indoor game were playing in high school gymnasiums. Now that we have the turf and we have the not only the Columbus Civic Center, but we have the Columbus Ice Rink where it can convert to turf as well, players are more conditioned to play in the outdoor game. And I expect just a lot more physicality and more experience in the indoor game because they've been training all off season to get their bodies ready for the indoor game. Now, don't get me wrong. They still play outdoor soccer. I mean, they just love to play soccer. But that's very important. And then, uh, Corey, if you want to talk a little bit about, like, the, the players and the substitution rules. So a goalkeeper and five field players for each team
3: are usually on the field together. But a free substitution, players change while the flow of the game continues. Any number of substitutions may be made during a game. But there's also a man advantage power play.
2: Yeah, let's talk about the power play. So if a team gets a blue card, which is a penalty, then like in hockey... That player goes in the penalty box, and the other team goes on the power play, which is a five-on-four advantage. But one thing I, I like that you mentioned about the substitutions, because in outdoor soccer, when they sub, they have to – once you sub in the outdoor game, you can't come back until the next half. And we saw that at the collegiate level when Warren and I were calling Columbus State. But in the indoor game, players can just come in as they please you could have multiple subs kind of like in hockey when they have line changes it's really like hockey if you have not been to an indoor game the the flow of play the action feels like hockey but you know you're watching soccer and uh, that's why you know the Columbus Rapids last year it was new it was fresh it was something that people just got used to and now in year 2 your soccer fans are going to come out, and they're going to support this team, and it is going to be exciting, and I cannot wait for that season to start. And uh, I, It's just going to be incredible.
3: It's going to be incredible, and you're calling these games with you. The development of this program is going to keep on going forward, and I'm going to be very impressed with what we're going to be doing and accomplishing throughout this season. But most importantly, what this Columbus Rapids team is, Both teams, both the men and the women, are doing for the community and really putting something together and really showing that they are leaders. That's the most important part of this and that they are at the front tail of being at the center of attention for this.
2: That's what we care about. All right, once again, we are live at Ivy Park Sports and Grill. Come on out if you got time. They got some great food. It is Tuesday night. And uh, hopefully for some future shows, we're hoping to get the coach on for the men and the women's team and some players. That's always fun getting some players on the show as well. And, uh, Corey, it's been a great show. And so do you have any final thoughts before we close the broadcast tonight?
3: Thank you, everyone, the Columbus Rapids and Ivy Park, for allowing us to come out and doing this. It's going to be a great experience all year long. Thank you so much.
2: All right, and before we go, I cannot thank our producing team more. Thank you to uh, Mike Jones, to uh, – I forgot your name. Anyway, Lee Lee Snow, thank you to uh, Matt Jones. I knew it was a Jones. Uh, but thank you to all of our guests, Warren. Um, thank you to uh, Josh O'Neill, and thank you so much to – the Columbus State women's head coach, Jay Intledge. And uh, so for Corey Bank, I'm Richard Holdridge saying so long from Ivy Park. We'll see you back next time. Hope you have a great rest of your night.
1: You've been listening to The Sports Beat with
3: Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast.